0: So you've got everything lined up with that great guest and it's time to connect and make the recording. On this episode of Podcastification, we're going to talk about what you can do to make your day of recording interviews a great success. My name is Kerry Green and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com and this is Podcastification. I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. So the day has finally come. You've got that great guest ready to do a recording with you. It seems like all systems are go. You're ready to start your connection and recording. This episode is designed to help you know a little bit of what I do, what I've seen as best practices among my clients for actually pulling off the very best interview that you can have with that guest that you've worked so hard to get on your show. And as I've said on all these episodes about getting guests on your show, you need to realize, first off, these are my approaches. These are what have worked well for me and for many of my clients. You may find tweaks and changes that you want to make that work better for you, your team, and your workflow. But these are some of the best practices that we've been able to come up with on our side. So let's get into it. Probably goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. You need to make sure that you connect with the guest that you've arranged to be on your show at the proper time. And there's a lot that goes into this. I mean, it has to do with time zone issues, but it also has to do with just plain old professionalism. If you've set a time to connect with that guest for this recording, man, don't blow it by being late or by totally spacing it all together. You want to make sure that you're professional in the way you approach this. And some of the tools that you might want to use in order to help yourself do this is, first of all, every calendar app out there should have a notification function of some sort where you can remind yourself about a particular appointment that's on your calendar minutes or even days ahead of time if that's what you want to do. But make sure you use those notification settings. You don't want to plain old forget about a very important interview that you've got set up. Instead, you want to make sure that you are on time every time. Now, some people say, well, should I connect with them exactly at the time I said, or should I wait a few seconds? I mean, you don't really know how that's going to come across to your guest. I would just say better safe than sorry. Be punctual, be on time, be a man or a woman of your word and be there at the time you say. Now, what do you do once you're on the actual clock? In other words, you've connected with the person, you've said your hellos, they're ready to go, you're ready to go, what should you do then? Well, let's go into a section here where we talk about pre-recording chat. Now, you may not recognize it right away, but this conversation that you have with your guests before you ever hit the record button is very valuable In terms of setting the stage for a good conversation, I heard some great advice from Tim Ferriss once upon a time about the way that he goes about helping his guests feel comfortable and ready to share on the actual episode. And what he does, and I would suggest that you do something similar to this, is first of all, he sets aside plenty of time when he contacts his guests in the first place. So if he's planning on an hour-long recording, which actually would be short for one of Tim's episodes, but just for sake of example, if he were planning on an hour-long show, he would set aside an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes worth of time in order to ensure he's got plenty of time to set the stage and to get things rolling with that guest before he hits the recording button. Now, what would you talk about in that first I don't know, 30 minutes to 20 minutes, however long it is for you. Well, what I would suggest is, first of all, that you spend time just getting familiar with each other. Talk some about what you've admired about their work. Give them some idea of the kinds of things you want to talk about and why you think it'll be valuable to your particular audience. These are things that help your guest understand that you know them to some degree and that you want to highlight the value that they can bring to this particular conversation. Another piece of that tip that Tim Ferriss shared, which I have found to be very valuable, is in your conversation, find a way to weave in some story from your experience very briefly that is somewhat revealing or somewhat personally transparent. And what that does is it sets up in that other person's mind, perhaps only on a subconscious level, but nevertheless, it happens. It sets up in their mind that since you've been vulnerable with them, they feel more like they can trust you with their vulnerable stuff. And so they're more likely when you get into your actual recorded conversation to be more forthcoming or more transparent in their responses. And Tim has said that that really works for him, and i found that it's actually very helpful in my situation as well. Now, the next thing that I would suggest you do once you've gotten familiar with your guests and the two of you are feeling comfortable together is to start through what I call your pre-show checklist, and you're going to do that on the line with your guests. It's going to be able to help you be together on the same page and to help you as well ensure the quality portion of your show, that everything that you need to do in order to ensure you get a good recording is actually being done. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to walk through a fairly lengthy example of my pre-show checklist. You may want to take some of these things down as things you want to have on your pre-show checklist. You may decide some of them are not necessary. And let me just say a few words about this checklist and why I go through it with the guest before we actually get into it. Now, first of all, I think it's important when you go through these things to let your guests know ahead of time, okay, I've got a pre-show checklist just to ensure we get the best recording that I'm going to walk through very briefly. It's important that you say very briefly so they don't feel like you're going to get all bogged down in the minutia. And then you go through the list. That communicates to your guests that you're being professional about this, that they're not wasting their time, that they're not going to have to come back and re-record this in the future because you messed up on something. It's just going to give them a level of assurance and confidence in you as the host of the show. And so what are the things that you're going to discuss in this pre-show checklist? Well, here's my bullet point list. First of all, I'm going to emphasize my desire to feature them professionally and optimally. I'm going to tell them in order to do a great quality show, I'm going to go through this checklist real quick to ensure that we feature you in a way that's deserving of your time and of the expertise that you're bringing to my listeners. And then I'm going to ask them some questions about their side of the conversation, just double checking. I'm going to say, are you on a Wi Fi connection right now, or are you wired into your modem on a hardwire sort of a setup? If they're on Wi Fi, I'm going to encourage them, if it's simple enough, and if it's easy enough, to get on a wired connection. And I'll explain to them that will make it much less likely that we're going to have any kind of glitches from a bad Wi-Fi connection. It's at this point that I'm also going to pay attention to what their audio quality sounds like. Does it sound like they're on a good microphone or at the very least an earbud microphone or a headset microphone? Or does it sound like they are speaking to me through the actual microphone on their computer? whichever is the case, I'm going to ask them, what type of microphone are you using? Because you want to make sure you're getting them featured with the best quality audio possible. And you'll want to stress that to them. If they're using just the microphone on their computer, ask them for the next step up, which would be earbud type microphone. And if they have that, ask them if they would mind grabbing that and plugging it in and then retest your sound to ensure that you're actually picking them up on that microphone. I don't, ask them to take five steps up to a really high quality microphone because they may not have that. But I do want to make it as easy as possible for them to get the best recording that we can. And usually one step up is usually a good thing. If they're using a headset mic, I will ask them if they have a headset microphone or if they possibly have a plug-in USB type of microphone. If they do, I'm going to ask them if we can use that. All of this is aimed at helping them be featured in the best way possible. And you wanna reiterate that as you're doing this. The next thing I'm gonna ask them is if they have turned off all of their other internet related programs or apps on the device they're recording on. So say they're using their laptop. I'm gonna ask them, could you please make sure you've turned off your email? In any other programs that are going to give you notifications like Slack or things like that, because those sounds will pop up in our recording possibly, and we don't want that because we want to feature you in a very professional way. I'm also going to ask them if they've turned off or at least suspended programs like Dropbox and Google Drive, because those programs run in the background and Just in case someone on your team decides to upload 7,000 photos into your common folders, I don't want your computer to be bogged down with that while we're doing recording. Most guests will understand that and will quickly be able to turn those things off or at least put them on a suspended mode so that they're not actually functioning or downloading or syncing at the same time that you're recording. I'm also going to ask them if they can make sure that they have their cell phone or any hardwire phone that is in the room turned off or put on airplane mode. That way you won't get any phone rings or interruptions of that sort during your recording. I'm also going to ask them if they've let others know who are in their building or in their room, if they've let others know that they're going to be doing a recording and that they're not to be disturbed. If you can do that. That'll be incredibly helpful for getting a better recording without having to go overboard on the editing side of things. And since we're talking about audio editing, let me just say this. I do usually tell my guests that if we get done with the recording and they feel like there's something they misstated or would rather not have included that they did share, then we will give them the option of pointing those out at the end so that we can edit those out and honor their wishes in those cases. But I'm also going to tell them at the beginning here that we have the ability to pause at any time, to restate something if they feel like they didn't say it very well, and to, in last case scenarios, edit out or change something. You see, I want to put their mind at ease. I want to make this not feel like an on-the-spot recording, but rather a natural conversation. And when I let them know, they don't need to worry about pausing or misstating something because we can always just pause talk directly to the audio editor, and maybe that's you in the case of you doing your own editing, and then re-recording or starting over with that particular section. It happens all the time with my particular clients who hire us to do their audio editing. And it's a very helpful function in the way that we interact together. Next, I am going to let them know how we will begin the recording. For example, do you have a pre-recorded intro or outro or introduction to them That the guest needs to know about. So you might tell them, hey, I've already recorded an intro about you that contains your bio. So we're just going to jump right into the conversation. Is that okay with you? Or if you include the bio in your introduction of the guests, then tell them, I'm going to say a few words about your bio and about who you are and why I'm having you on the show. And then I'll introduce you and we'll start our conversation. Does that sound good? And you let them respond. Either way, what you're doing is you're giving them a roadmap. You're letting them know what to expect from your conversation, which is always very helpful. And again, helps to set their mind at ease and let them feel like you are a professional. You really know what you're doing. And then lastly, another thing that I often do is that I often ask my guests to stay on the line after we finish recording so that when I'm at the end of the episode and I ask them to share how people can connect with them and that kind of thing. They already know that that's not the end of their time with me. We may hit the stop button on the recording, but there are some final things that I want to talk with them about. So make that clear if you want to do that, because after the show, they're likely going to be feeling better about the whole interaction by then, and they're going to feel excited about when this episode is going to come out. So that's your opportune time once you're done recording to let them know, hey, I'm going to publish this on this date. I'm going to be publishing out on social media using the social platforms that I use and connecting to you on your social platforms. So if you could help share that information, that would be great. I mean, anything you want to talk to them about after the episode that they would need to know in order to help it make the most bang that you can out there in the internet podcasting space, you want to do that. So let them know that you want them to stay on the line after you finish. Now, this final thing is something that some podcasters do, others don't. It's a legality sort of thing that you might want to consider. Some podcasters will, before they begin their actual interview portion of the conversation, record a little verbal release form, so to speak, for the guest. And it would include things like this. Do you acknowledge that you are aware that this conversation is being recorded and will be used in its entirety or in part for publication on name of my blog and through my podcast feed and let your guest answer. It's a pretty simple thing to do. And it gives you a piece of audio in their voice that kind of gets you off the hook. If at some point they were to come back and feel like the recording was libelous toward them or that it, cast them in a negative light. Well, you've got it right there in their own voice that they allowed you to use this recording. All right. Now, the thing about it is, of course, that's not going to go on to your podcast episode. It's something you're going to file away as a piece of legalese, so to speak, that will be a safety net for you. Now, like I've said, some people do this. Some people don't. It's up to you. It may depend on the type of topics you're talking about, the level of professionals that you're dealing with, the kinds of subject matter that you're actually going to get into on that particular episode of the podcast. But you need to know that that's an option, something that you can do in order to make it feel professional, but also secure on both ends of the conversation. Okay, now it's time to start your conversation And hit that record button. But before you begin actually having your conversation that you want to air on that episode of your podcast, I recommend that you do a few small little things to ensure that you're going to get the kind of quality from that conversation that you really want to have. Okay, so here are the things I would say you need to do after you hit your recording button. Check your sound levels. If you have sound meters on the software that you're using, please Check those out and make sure that they're both seeming kind of level, that you and your guest are coming out on the same level of volume. If you don't have sound meters on your software, listen carefully. Have your guests say a few lines like introducing themselves and then have yourself say a few things and listen in your headphones to see that you're coming out the same. You also want to pay attention on that particular level, whether your guest is too close to their microphone or not. If you remember back in episode 60, we talked about how some guests who use headsets can sometimes be breathing into that actual microphone and you might not notice it. This is where you want to pay attention to it so that you can address it early on before you're actually having your conversation so that they don't become an issue on your actual recording. You also want to just ensure that your recording software is working properly. Is it recording? Is it moving? Is there something on your computer that's causing an issue? You just want to make sure that those last-minute technical issues are out of the way so that you can have the conversation you wanted to have when you got in touch with this guest in the first place. So you've got everything set up, ready to go. Your record button is hit. You're happy with your sound levels. This is where you start out your conversation with that guest, just like you described to them that you were going to do. And my only advice here is just to relax, have fun with the person. And remember, this is a person on the other end of the line. This is not just a commodity. This is not just a figurehead in your industry or niche. This is an actual person that you can add great value to through the encouragement you provide and through the public exposure that you're giving them by having them as a guest on your show. So take your time, relax, Don't let anything pressure you. Just enjoy getting to know another human being and delight in their experiences. Delight in the things that they're bringing out and actually highlight their expertise and the wisdom that they're sharing as they share it. Now, obviously, not all podcast guests are created equal. Some have a harder time speaking publicly like this. Some have a harder time actually becoming transparent and sharing things that are really beneficial. It's your job as the host to help them along. So if you feel like you're really stumbling through an episode because the guest isn't very forthcoming or they're not answering with enough depth, then it's your responsibility as the podcast host to go deeper with your questions. Listen carefully to what they're sharing. And think of additional questions you can ask. For example, they share something about their childhood. And you say, what was that like to experience such and such? Can you describe that for me? You know, get into the emotion of it. Get into the feeling of it. Because you'll have better conversations and more engaging subjects if you get into the emotional side of things and find out how it felt. Because everybody listening has emotional responses to the things they experience in life. And they're going to resonate more with your guest when they feel what they're sharing on an emotional level. So make sure that you keep an eye out for that opportunity to draw out the emotion of a particular circumstance or experience that they're describing. As well, you want to highlight their triumphs and bring out how it felt to experience that kind of a success? Or what does it do for you to know that the success you've had is accomplishing X and X and X in the world? Does that make sense? You see, you're trying to give them the opportunity to not only talk about the success they've had, but also to share the impact it's having on them and the impact it has on them to know that they're affecting the world in a positive way. So you want to highlight the person You want to highlight the personal aspects of their story and of what they've been able to accomplish. Those are the kinds of things that I believe make for great podcast interviews. It's not always just about information and tips and tricks and hacks. It's about people and how their stories weave together to create this thing that we call life. And in the business world, in the health field, in the fitness niche, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. People are involved. And it's your job as the podcast host to help the people be highlighted and emphasized in a way that brings about benefit to them and brings about benefit to your listening audience. I hope that the things I've shared on this episode have been helpful to you. When you think about having those interviews with those big name guests, or even the little guys in your industry, there are always ways that you as a host can make the experience very enjoyable for them, and one that they'll want to have again with you. And it's just your responsibility to make sure that that's what happens for them. It's kind of like what's going on in business right now in terms of customer experience conversations. You want to make sure your customers, your clients have a delightful experience with you because it's that emotional response they have to the experience that they're having with you that enables them to feel good about you and your company and enables them to feel a sense of loyalty to you. You want that very same thing with your podcast guests. You want their experience with you to be so delightful that they're eager to come back and be on your show again. Hey, thanks for listening to Podcastification. If you could share this episode with one person, just one person that you think would benefit from the things I'm sharing here on Podcastification, I would be ever so grateful. Now go out and make it a podcast day. Audio editing and show notes by PodcastFastTrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.